York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. out New York, New York, big city of dreams. Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time show. Can't give you that Nick's talk just in the Nick of Time. And it's time to celebrate a Nick's win, all right? Because the Knicks destroy the Wizards at home. It's like MSG3 over there. The Brooklyn, the Barclays Center is MSG2. The Wizards over there is MSG3. The Knicks destroy the Wizards 115 to 109. Emmanuel quickly gives you 16 points and three rebounds on the night. Mitchell Robinson returns. Gives you 10 points, 12 rebounds, and one block. Jalen Brunson struggled a little bit and gives you 13 points, nine assists, and four rebounds. Julius Randle almost gives you the 50-burger. Stops a little bit short, gives you that veggie burger, though, gives you 46 points, two assists, and two rebounds, and gives you seven to seven from the free throw line. The Knicks win the rebounding rattle. Welcome back, Mitchell Robinson. All right, 48 to 42. And we over one. We we withstood the onslaught from three from the Wizards. The Wizards had us beat by them from the three-point line. 19 to 12, but all in all, the Knicks defense held it down, forced 17 turnovers, and scored 23 points off of those turnovers. And the Knicks prevail and pull it off after being down 19 points. All right, so shout out to these Knicks who are seven games over 500. Bust these shots for these New York Knicks. The Wiz oh, and, and aren't the Brooklyn Nets losing right now? The Brooklyn Nets are losing. They're getting smacked around. The Heat are also getting smacked around, too. The Knicks are sitting pretty in sixth spot, creeping up on the fifth spot. Big win. Nice momentum win. Four games in a row. Let's go, Knicks. We're going to talk about it all. All right, but before we talk about it, shout out to FUBU TV. If you're gonna watch the Knicks for free for seven days on MSG, go to fubutv.com slash KOT. All right, you don't have to subscribe either. You, you can cut it off whenever you want to. You can watch the Knicks, you can watch other sports channels, and you can watch whatever cable channel you want and cut it whenever you want to. And if you decide to, but if you decide to keep it, you know, we decided to, to subscribe to it. We get a cut and you get your Knicks. All right. Now, let me introduce you to my guys. First and foremost, it is the man, the myth, the legend, the guy, the stats and the facts. Ryan G is in the building. Knicks fans literally outside. If you go to Capital One Arena right now, you're going to see Knicks fans in the front of the arena celebrating the victory tonight. Knicks were down by 19, but like Usher, they were like, watch this and came back. Watch and this. put the beating on the Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, man. Ah, it feels good. It was looking bleak for a second. It was looking bleak. But also, shout out to my guy, the Latin Assassin. All right. ESPN contributor, SNY contributor, posting and toasting contributor, dead spin contributor. My man Lee Escobedo, what's going on, Lee? What's up, man? Uh, I was out of the country and then I got a little sick, you know, eating some tacos from Mexico City. So I, <laughs> I had to rest my bones and my stomach, but I'm back and uh, the barbecue grill is on outside. You know what I'm cooking up? What we cooking? A 50 <laughs> you want a 50 coming, hold you? I'm not on there yet. I got to see some things. I got to see some things. We're around the corner, though. We're around the corner from 50. I feel I'll tell like you what. 46 burger, 47 My burger, you know, burger. not quite as fatty as a 50 burger, not like a triple, not like a, you know, like a McDonald's, 
You know, you know when McDonald's had the three burgers stacked up on. It's not quite like that. It's like the thin burger. It's like the thin burger. <laughs> My fifty burger uh, prognosis has never looked more realistic than it does right now. And if we hit that fifty burger, I was the only one in preseason of anyone talking about fifty burger. You right? Anyone? It was me. That's true. That's true. You're right. So, if, You're if right. We even get 48, 49. Trust me, we're throwing a party in Dallas, baby. 48. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> if we hit 48, that's I'm I. I would I would I tip my hat because I would have never expected a 48 win season from the Knicks this season. I'm not even gonna hold you. I'll, I'll tell you why I thought it. I mean, you can go back to the tape, mm. Jalen Brunson. I watch, I've watched every Mav game for the last 20 years. I'm a number one Mavs hater. I, I love Jalen Brunson. Mm-hmm. I believed in him. And I thought him unleashed under Tom Thibodeau would reach his full potential. And he would be the point guard we've been looking for since we lost Charlie Ward. And here, here we are, man. We are a real team with depth at every position, finally. And Julius Randle moved up another notch. He's seventh in the NBA.com's MVP ratings. That's something to celebrate. Hey, Tom Thibodeau, he's outside too. My man coached a hell of a day and night. But you know why I didn't believe in it for sure? I did not expect Evan Fournier to be completely benched from the rotation at all and praise from Quentin Grimes. I did not expect Derrick Rose to be benched and and have like actual guys like IQ on top of McBride and, and for a stretch get significant minutes. And then the Josh Hart trade has kind of stabilized the ship um, for our bench unit. And it, it might give us that little oomph to actually make it. So that trade, I think, um, is going to pay dividends and kind of push us closer to the to the 50 burger. And plus the Julius Randle thing. Like, I didn't know what type of Randle we were getting this season. I was hoping for the best, but after what I saw last season, um, I didn't think he'd be as bad as last season. I thought he'd be better, but I didn't think it would be to the level which he's playing today in this season. I thought it'd been maybe like a, a, a couple of tiers lower. You know what I mean? But he, Randall has showed out. Tom Thibodeau has surprised me. Even though I, with even with my criticisms, he surprised me with benching Fournier and starting Grimes, and the Knicks are taking care of business, man. You gotta give them credit. Yep. Yep. Facts. Yeah, and I want to use this game today to kind of just reminisce. All right, because once upon a time, Christos Porzingis was a Nick. He was injured. He was disgruntled. He was posting in his stories of him running. You know, it was it was subliminal messages to the front office. It looks like things were awry with Chris Asperzingis, even though for us, we didn't know it yet. And we traded him for draft picks. And we traded him for cap space. We won a KD. We won a Kyrie. People were making fun of us for trading Christos Brazingis. We lost a franchise guy. I remember the jokes. We lost a franchise guy, and all you got was Julius Randle, LOL Knicks. I remember. I remember. And it was looking bleak. Fast forward years later, Julius Randle, Iron Man, has had two all-star births. Christas Porzingis is having his best season, but he has not been able to stay healthy since been since he's been traded from the New York Knicks. Um, the LOL Knicks, the, the the you you gave cat space to sign Julius Randle thing is looking a lot better in 2023 than when it first happened. Julius Randle almost got the 50 burger today. 46 points, two rebounds on a night, seven from seven from the free throw line, hit the clutch free throws when we needed it. When this team needed something, Jalen Brunson wasn't Brunson anymore. He wasn't hitting nothing. We had to turn to Julius Randle to take advantage of his matchup. And after KP scored 19 points in the first quarter, 
Julius Randle showed him who's really dominant and put this team on his back and carried us to the win. Man, I wasn't sure about the Julius Randle move last season, but it's really looking like it's paying dividends now. And you got to give it up for him. It looks like he came back from the All-Star game being mad that he sucked in a three-point contest. And he took it out <laughs> on a three-point line today, all right? Shooting 50% from three, 55% from the field, played defense after being torched, ridiculed by Kuzma, called him too little the nerd. Took over the game. Shout out to Julius Randle. I don't know if anything you guys have anything to say about the game, Julius. Um, yeah, Julius Randle had a major game tonight. Forty six points. The two rebounds was kind of low, but you know Mitch is back, so you know Mitch kind of gave Randle a break on the boards tonight. So it's all good. Mitch and Hardenstein, but um, yeah, man, like especially when the Knicks went down by nineteen points, it was Julius Randle who got the Knicks back into that game offensively. He was yeah. just going off. Towards the end of the second quarter, got the Knicks back within four on the Wizards. And then, you know, second half, you know, Julius Randle just he just took he just took the game by his horns. And, you know, you definitely have to attribute a lot, you know, to Julius Randle for this win. Because if it wasn't for his offense, the Knicks would have probably lost. Um, there were a few issues I had in the first quarter, especially when the Knicks were down by 19. I didn't like the fact that they were leaving KP open so often at the three-point line, despite the fact that man was on fire. I didn't like the fact that, you know, they were they were using pick and roll with KP and it seemed like the bigs who are guarding KP, whether it was Mitch, Hardenstein, Julius Rand, whoever was on them, like whenever they did, whenever they did pick and roll, it seemed like they doubled off the pick and roll to prevent the drive to the basket and just yep. like KP all the time. And then KP was just draining threes like crazy. And I'm like, so and, and it's like there has to come a point in time where common sense has to prevail because I don't care whether the coach is telling you play drop coverage or to prevent the drive to the basket and protect the rim. There comes a time when it's like, okay, this big is hot at the three point line. Do not switch off him. Yeah. Stay, just, just fight over the screen, stick with your man and just stay on KP and don't let him good get off those threes like that. That was probably the one thing that really pissed me off about this game, but the Knicks. They adjusted. Yeah. They adjusted and, and they came back and they won the game. So at the end of the day, you got to big them up for the adjustment that they made late in the game to put KP on ice. I think at a baseline, the three of us agree on most things that's related from ownership, front office, coaching, and the players. There were three takes, however, that I was on an island by myself. The first one was a 50-burger. Sure. Second one was Julius Randle's an MVP candidate. Never said he was MVP. I said he was a top 10 MVP candidate. Now NBA.com is reassuring me that I was correct. And the third one was, this one I haven't brought up, but check the tape when Raw was on the show. I said Tom Thibodeau is going to have his best coaching year with the Knicks this season. And I'm a number one fire tips guy. But I still said this year he was going to make the best adjustments and leave a team to its best situation since he's been here from year one. And what's happening? All three are coming true. Just to take a minute here. To acknowledge my what were the top, <laughs> hot takes, people call me hot takes Lee. All three are coming true, and now I don't think Tom Thibodeau all of a sudden is going to be you know uh, have the ability to have in game adjustments in the Eastern Conference Finals and get us over the hump and win championship. I still think there's another coach after him that will do that. I've also agreed with Raw and Jay Ellis this whole time. He will not be fired. He will play out his contract, but I, I have to give the man props that he's finally adjusting. And it was Jalen Brunson was a key to all three of those tapes. I thought Jalen Brunson would, would unlock Tibbs, the team, and Randall because of the pressure and responsibility he takes off of them and puts on himself to run the show. And that's been made apparent tenfold. The guy is a, such a calming force. It's one thing to have with a great point guard like a Darius Garland or a Trey Young who drops buckets. Brunson is that, and he's a calming leadership presence on the floor on and off. He builds continuity. He builds chemistry. He keeps guys focused. He's the one who hits the clutch free throws. He's the one who holds the ball, doesn't turn the ball over. He's number two on the clutch ladder on NBA.com, second lean store in, in crunch time. Randall's the number one lean rebounding 
uh, guy in crunch time. Those are because of the in- influence and presence. And J.O. Brunson, you dad to him all props. They all work off of each other. The bad has worked off each other in the past with Tibbs and Randall. Now the, those three pieces are all combining to have a really solid 50-burger team. Woo! I got to give you props. I got to give you I gotta, I gotta give you props. You called it. Um, We're not at 50 yet, but it looks like we might be all right. This this this, this this season is looking like we're turning in the right direction for sure. The Julius Randle MVP thing, um, conversation, yes, definitely. Yeah. I always say for me, for him to be my official MVP, clutch scoring, when the game is on the line, you have to show up. Um, he showed up to me in like in the Denver game, the Celtics game, and this game. I felt like he did pretty well showing up in this game. If he can get his clutch scoring to Jalen Brunson, top 10, even top yeah. five, top 10, I'm throwing in my hat. Then, then he's a serious MVP, not just, you know, I put up stats MVP. But uh, yeah, man, Rant, uh, Lee, you hit the nail on the head. You was early on a lot of the, these takes, hot take, Lee, what they call them. <laughs> Uh, I gotta give you your flowers, bro. When you when you're right, you're right. We'll see if this fifty burger one really pans out. Listen, I'll gladly be wrong on that one. I'll take that to the bank. Let's go. It's a win-win. Even if you're wrong, it's a win. (laughs) We got fifty wins. I'll take that to the bank. Yep. But man, Jalen Brunson. Let's talk about him. Jalen Brunson looks like he's still feeling the effects of not playing basketball for a week but like you said clutch baskets what is the most clutch basket you've seen today how about i'm stuck in the paint nowhere to go i'm just going to throw the ball up my left hand over the long arms of the law of christos brazingis for the clutch bucket at, um for with under a minute left Jalen brunson nine assists on the nine ten points kind of modest but when we needed a bucket he gave you one, so shout out to Jalen Brunson. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yo, but salute to the salute to the chat. The audio is out on the phones. Man, the phone's being crazy today. Okay. Salute to the chat. Shout out to Fritz. Shout out to Brooklyn Bitch Nick. Yeah. Uh shout out to, to Lee's Pops on, on the line. Everybody rock with the KOT show. If you want to talk with us live. You can. I, I'm gonna I'm re-sign into the phones to make sure you can talk to us. You dial that number at the bottom, 319-527-6241. That's 319-527-6241. Interestingly enough, um, there's some other subplots I actually want to talk about. The Josh Hart signing is still paying off dividends. I said earlier before the all-star break i think we'll win a lot more of these close games with josh hart playing in those final minutes because he's just the the epitome of intangible whenever you need an extra possession an extra hustle play an extra rebound josh hart gives it to you and he was instrumental in this win today he was playing towards the end, uh, RJ on the bench, mind you. And this guy, how many rebounds on the night? Did, this guy was giving us clutch rebounds, tips. He, I feel like he almost won the game for us. And he only had five points on the night. Just because he thought he, he's only a zero today on the plus minus scale. But he had like the lowest plus minus in the first half of the game and then worked his way in um, to actually being a net neutral by the end of the night. But the, the hustle plays from him have been really good. Only shot two or six. For me, I almost thought we should have put Grimes back in because I, I felt like Josh Hart shooting seemed a little off. He seemed a little bit hesitant to take those threes. Something like what we've seen in the scouting report. But man, that trade is continuing to pay off for us. I don't know if anything you have to say to that, Ryan. Um, 
Yeah, Hart was definitely instrumental down the stretch of the game. Um, he made those type of plays that don't really show up on the stat sheet, you know, those hustle plays, you know, when the Knicks really needed, when it was a loose ball, when the Knicks really needed, you know, whether it was a key possession or get the rebound, whatever the case may be, Josh Hart definitely came through tonight. I agree. I definitely thought that this would have been the game where Josh Hart probably would have sat out towards the end of the fourth because I did think early on he wasn't really effective in the game. Yeah. It was like it was it was pretty much his worst game as a Knicks so far, you know, when he was out there earlier. But late, but late in the game, he showed the intangibles and the reason why the Knicks got him. The energy that he provides, going after loose balls, getting clutch rebounds. You know, he had a clutch putback as well. So, you know, he was very instrumental in, you know, the Knicks pulling out this win tonight. Yeah, I mean, I remember after the first game, I said I would have traded that pick if it was completely unprotected. I mean, I might have thrown in another second or two. Josh Hart has been the good guy we've been looking for. All three of us have all wanted a, a stretchy, defensive-minded wing with the capability of, of hitting threes when yeah. open and scoring a little bit off the dribble. He is at, He's two inches shorter than what all of us wanted, but he plays a lot bigger than yeah. what he actually is. So he ended up, and he was on a lot of our list too, of top three, four guys that we wanted to bring in at a deadline deal opposed to a huge like Donovan Mitchell-level swing. He was the type of guy that we really center in on. And it's not just his play. It's the personality. Like He just fits so seamlessly in the type of Knicks player that the fans want to root for, which is intangible-based guy, as you mentioned, JLS, someone who has the audacity to say, I'm a dog. Yeah. I'm going to bring that every night. Like I'm, I want to defend the best player, and he does it. He doesn't just say it. But he also has been clutch on the offensive side, too, not just tipping out the ball on rebounds for offensive offensive boards. But he's hit clutch threes, clutch mid-range. He just the rack really seamlessly. He just the rack as efficiently as Grimes does, um, coming off of screens and, and coming off of curls. And I, I love the I love the way that he catches the ball and just drives into the paint and it's an easy two-pointer. Right? I just wish RJ would watch tape of his own teammates in order to, to, to find out how to be more efficient under the basket. He's just he's an all-around good dude. He has continuity with Brunson from Villanova, has continuity with Randall from his days with the Lakers. This is a place I think he fits in real well, personality-wise. He's a vocal guy. Yeah. And there was one moment, I don't know if y'all saw this in the first half, they were the Knicks were making a, a comeback, but KP was still getting hot from the perimeter, and they, Tibbs called a timeout. They were about to cut the commercial, and they showed the bench, and Hart was on the bench ripping Hart and Steen for, for missing a defensive assignment. Mm. Now I was like, that's the type of thing we need on this team because Randall's not really that guy. Yeah. Randall would, but he don't want no one saying anything to him. Brunson's quiet. RJ's quiet. Quickly's quiet. We need a guy who would get into everyone, one to 15, and say, get your ass back on defense. But, you know, stop missing rotations. Call out, communicate on the floor. He's that guy. And that's how we're winning. I love that because we need a vocal leader who's going to get into you and muck things up so bad. And listen, the bench was pretty good today. Um, at least more so in the second, that fourth quarter. But there was a shaky moment from the bench when it was pushed to 19. Um, and Obi was kind of cash casualty of that. And I mean, like Obi, Obi only got 11 minutes today. But it's, I mean, I get it though, because Obi kind of screwed up a little bit by leaking out early for a three and right hitting an early three just to miss a layup. And then the Wizards hit another three. And next thing, and then. You know, Knicks are down 19. So I, I kind of get it. But we can't have these long defensive lapses and expect to make a real good run. And you need we need that emotional leader. You the, the you know the Golden State Warriors had Draymond Green to do that. Uh Kevin Garnett was that guy for the Celtics. Um not all the time is your best player going to be the get in your face guy and um get point you in the right direction uh so i'm glad that we have him on our team and it's funny because julius Randle will get in your face but i'm not sure how much he'll get in your no he'll get on your face on defense for sure i'm not gonna lie <laughs> julius Randle does get in your face on defense but it comes for me when you look at josh hart though i think you have to take it more seriously because he's the defensive guy and that's his reputation. So your your ear is going to be uh, perked up when the guy who's giving his all every defensive possession and every offensive possession is telling you to get your ish together. 
and JL is it's contagious. There was the, my favorite player of the whole game was at the very end. Randall had an opportunity to set a new career high. He already had his 46. He could have gotten 48. He could have went ISO and probably took any defender that was switched on to him. And instead, he found an open Mitchell Robinson under yes. the basket. That that play alone, to me, was my favorite play of his Knicks career and was cemented my my feelings and sentiments of him being an MVP candidate, not the winner, candidate. Was that type of decision-making to, to give up his own personal stat padding for the betterment of a team and secure a win. Yeah, Randall was good all night, man. The mid-range, the high floater from the from the back, from behind the back, the, the playing the passing lanes, getting to open lanes, when he you know, stole the ball from KP from the dunk. Randall was on one, and he, he, KP couldn't guard his jock strap. Yeah, he did. All right, he looked like, he's like, oh, he, he better guard me? Okay, I, you, that's cute. Your little 19 points are cute, but you're going to stay on that 19 points and give me the ball and watch me work. Cause let's just keep it real. I know people want KP on their team and stuff, and, and he's having a nice season. But when it comes to one-on-one -on -one defense, those bamboo legs ain't going to be shuffling. I'm sorry. He does not have the lateral quickness to keep up. <laughs> with uh the speed the blur of julius randall one-on-one -on -one. well when it comes to randall though i don't know if you've seen the stats randall on iso defense have been pretty elite when it comes to guarding guys iso even the, the league's best players so we had the we had the advantage unless kp's left open some some bad cover some kit from picking pop he wasn't going to go off on us. And once we start hitting threes, it's a wrap. It's a wrap for you guys. So shout out to Julius Randle, who really took it to KP's Bambi legs and gave us this win today. All right, <laughs> All right yo. yo, salute to the chat. I see we got Mikey Uno on the line. You've been waiting long enough, Mikey Uno. Let us know what you want to talk about, sir. Get your, get your stuff off, man. Yo, yo, what's, what's going on, man? Yo, listen, look, when I call, I know I might be a nuisance. I might be annoying, but I do it because I have to. I've been telling y'all, Randall is dope. He's dope. Randall's <laughs> my guy, Randall. I know, I know you're listening right now, Randall. You've been hearing me all season. You've been hearing me since before the season started, Randall. I know I give you inspiration, Randall. <laughs> they now understand. I've been telling the truth. I've been speaking facts, Randall. You know it. I know it. Now they all know it, Randall. I just, I don't want to waste your guys' time. I just want to let you guys know, look, I love Knicks Nation. I love you guys. I love watching this show. I love Randall. Randall's the man. Randall is that dude. I and I know he's listening because because I inspire him. I do. I definitely do. That's why he's cooking right now. So look, I'm gonna end it right here. Randall, you the man. I've been saying it, and now we all know it. Mikey Uno. You already know. Everybody, have a good night. <laughs> Short and sweet. Randall's the man. Drops Mike. That's all you have to say. Um, yeah. 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 Let's keep this going. I, I don't think I even have to say it, but yeah, I am not saying I'm not selling high on Randall. I'm I'm keeping him. I'm I'm just Yeah. Yes, yeah, That selling high on Randall conversation to me died a long time ago. Um but yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Randall, you're here to stay. The mental when his mental is correct, it's a different story. Um, what did you guys think of R.J. Barrett's game and the bench in general? I'll say that because it's R.J. Barrett started off the game really good defensively, which which is what I love to see. But he didn't end the game. The coach ended up taking him out. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I'll say this about RJ Barrett. When the game started and I saw the way he came out, I, I don't know if it's me, but didn't but didn't he look a bit lighter out there? You think he lost weight? You know what? 
he, I, I don't know if it's just me. Like, he looked a little bit lighter out there. Like, he looked quicker on his feet than he did in the first part, in the first part of the season before the All-Star break. His hands were definitely faster. The play that made him look quicker on his feet might be the play where he kind of read. He got like a steal. He kind of was on on the wing and then like read the coverage and stole the ball in the paint and then started the fast break. And I never actually seen him process off ball defense that fast so far. So that part, he looked pretty quick with his mind and his body. So I mean, I'm know what Ryan G, I might give that to you. He did look a little bit faster than usual. Yeah, because he looked he looked a bit quicker than usual from what I remember the first part of the season. He did play well on defense. I do give him props for that. Offensively, he did have a few bad turnovers here and there. He didn't play too great on offense. In the fourth quarter, he did get a he did get a couple of like big baskets. So you have to give him at least credit for that. Mm-hmm. But overall, I'm not going to be hard on RJ tonight because I did like the way he played defense tonight. He definitely played defense tonight way better than he did in the first half of the season towards the all-star break. So I'm going to give RJ a little break tonight, but you know, going, but going forward, I do want to see him play a a bit better offense and take care of the ball better. I don't uh, hold RJ to the same standard as I do Brunson and Randall because he's not the same level of player. Mm -hmm. And once I acknowledge that and came to terms with him, not being not living up to what he should in quotations as a third pick in the NBA draft, my expectations have dropped so much. I'm kind of, I'm just happy when he's efficient or when he comes up clutch in, in needed moments. And I thought he did some of that, uh, him leading the bench unit. Yeah. Uh, playing quickly. I thought he hit quickly, especially quickly. Played very good defense tonight off the bit, very good defense and very good decision-making too. He had one or two turnovers, but for the most part had really good rim reads and really good at finding his teammates to move into ball. I thought him and, and RJ were especially good guarding that perimeter and keeping Beal in check when they were in the game at the same time. Um, uh, RJ is just, he is what he is. I've debated this, you know, on Twitter and in the chat here. I, I don't think RJ is ever going to be more than an inefficient 20 points per game. Uh, he's at discount Jalen Rose, uh, a lefty who has like, <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't mean that as a harsh critique either. I mean, Jalen Rose is a very good player. Especially in the beginning of his career with the Pacers. Yeah, I love Jalen Rose. I love them when right. he was here. Yeah, not an all star, a star. So I think I think he's below that. He's like a he's a better of an average role player, a starter in terms of RJ Barrett. That's right. where I see him. And I'm also not on the trade Barrett. Don't give him away from straps. We should still keep him. He's 22. Be patient and see what he turns into eventually. I think mean, it's gonna be incrementally better than what he is now. Damn, we just dropped RJ Barrett from the Bodmont to great value Jalen Rose. God damn. <laughs> you put him on discount rap? Damn. Be patient. You gotta be patient. There are too many Knit fans with terrible tates. Dump this guy, trade that guy. I know I sound that way with Tiz, but Tiz being a lead for 15 years. RJ's 22. He's young. We don't know exactly what he is yet. You got to be patient with him and give him an opportunity. Keep surrounding him with better talent and see if the cream rises to the top. Yeah, yeah. I mean, go ahead, Brian. I feel like you want to say something. Oh, no, no, no. You, you could go ahead, Jails. You can go ahead. I'm holding out hope, man. I'm holding out hope. I, my expectations are still a little bit higher than a discount, Jalen Rose. <laughs> I'm, hoping, I'm hoping that he puts it together. He shot 50% from the field today. He led the, the bench unit in scoring. When it was RJ Barrett versus KP, number three versus, was was, was KP picked fourth? I think it was picked Sixth. Fourth. Sixth? Fourth, yeah. Fourth. Yeah. Number three was- versus number four pick. RJ yeah. Barrett edged them out today when it came to the bench. Um, really just doing his damage in transition, and that's what we wanted to see from RJ Barrett. I think he he I think he got the message. The way he came out defensively in the first few minutes of the game, I, he must have looked at some tape. They must have talked to him because I haven't seen them play with that much tenacity defensively all season. He saw glimpses of it, but today he really showed me something. So last show I said. I am not calling him RJ if he doesn't play defense all game. His name will be Rowan. But today, he got the RJ because he played defense. So, shout out to RJ. You are not Rowan today. Okay. But um, um, I'm just interested to see what's going to happen in these fourth quarters because the coach did 
did not hesitate to bench RJ today in the fourth. Took him out early around the seven minute mark, put Josh Hart in. And I'm gonna just keep an eye on RJ, look at his, his demeanor, look at look look at how he acts on the bench, see if he's pouting. Cause the last time he kind of left kind of pouting, but you know, we lost the game. So <clears throat> so that might have something to do with it. If you lose if you bench and lose the game, you might look at the coach like See, coach, if I left me in the game, we could win. Like, you know, you could have that kind of posture. But when you win in games and you're on the bench, you can't really say that much. So I'm keeping my eye on that scenario for sure. RJ Barrett going to the bench. <laughs> but also, welcome back, the Block Nest Monster. Oh, oh man, it, it was great. It was it was poetry seeing Mitchell Robinson and Josh Hart closing the game together, getting extra possessions, offensive rebounds, and causing havoc for the Wizards. It, 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 it was beautiful. It, it was beautiful. Now I just need Hart to get it together defensively all game long. I don't want Hart to slack off now that Mitch is back because Hart's been phenomenal. I, so I, I want to see 48 minutes of great center play. It, today, Mitch gave us that old uh, center play we're missing. I, I felt like the last time the Knicks played the Wizards, we really got beat on the boards uh, because, one, we couldn't shoot. The three well last game. I mean, not last game, the game before. And two, I felt like the Wizards' length between KP and um, Gafford overwhelmed us. And with Mitchell Robinson here, it neutralized uh, a lot of that early. And I, I, I sorely miss Mitch. Outside of some um, awkward moments when he when he tried to guard KP at the three point line couple of times i liked what i saw from mitch didn't look like he missed that much time yeah go ahead ryan oh no i was just saying yeah mitch looked like himself tonight um 10 points 12 rebounds with the braids sign me right there that tells you that maybe <laughs> you should eat the braids because my man was balling with the braids so oh, yeah. yeah um yeah 10 points 12 rebounds he had, a, he had a solid game, like you said, JL. It, didn't, it looked like he didn't miss a lot of time. He pretty much just seamlessly, like, just fit right right into the lineup. And he played well tonight. Defensively was good. Offensive rebounds as well. I do like the fact that, like, I think, like, the first play of the game, Jalen Brunson found him for the alley -oop. Yeah. And, yeah, to start the game out. And I, and I hope that Jalen Brunson does that more. You know, like, give Mitch those early touches, get him engaged into the game. Because I feel like if you get him into if you get him engaged into the game early, he's going to be that much more effective on defense throughout the game. So I just hope the Knicks stick with that. Get him, you know, get him a couple easy baskets early so he can, you know, get into the floor of the game. But yeah, I mean, you know, Mitch played well tonight. Definitely. Yeah, I also want to give some props. <clears throat> this might surprise you, Tom Thibodeau. I thought he coached a very good game today. I thought I've given up on him utilizing Obi Toppin in any significant way. <laughs> you, know, you, only got, you only got 12 minutes here, but the rest of the lineup and the rotations, I thought were really crisp. The minutes distribution was pretty fair all around. I like the way that he let that bench unit led by Barrett maintain the run yeah. and didn't yank him too early to put the starters back in. I think he's doing a pretty good job also of like getting the team to move the ball more. Uh, whether it be Brunson or Randall, whoever's bringing the ball up, to try to at least get two or three touches before you start going ISO. Uh, you're seeing more opportunities for spray outs and kickouts to the perimeter uh, to try to get guys like Hart involved when he's in there quickly involved. I think when quickly starts getting hot from three, no one has a bigger momentum shift off the bench and quickly. Quickly's volume and precision in the perimeter, when he's hot from three, it affects the game bigger than anyone else uh, off the bench. There's, there's something special about that kid when, when he's hot. And I think Tip Thibodeau is starting to utilize him more and put him in more high usage situations where the ball is, is in his hands more and he's didn't take more of the offense opposed to having stagger him with Brunson. He's actually trusting him to run an offense on his own. I like the way we finished the game. I like how he's he, the matchups he had and who played down the stretch. I thought Hartenstein over Mitch in some stretches, quickly over RJ. I actually agree with those decisions. 
I'd add to Tibbs props, man. He coached a really good game and has coached a great game, a, a, a great game since the Hart acquisition. Yeah. I think Hart has really solidified all the things that he wants to see on the court and cleans up a lot of his miscues and is able to dictate the defense altering or moving away from Tibbs, like what Ryan said, drop coverage decisions. They're able to communicate a little bit more out there on the floor with Hart to make decisions on the fly intuitively to either change or mold depending on what the, 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 the opposite team is giving them. So props to Tibbs, man. He's evolving a little bit. Uh, I still want to see in the playoffs, but I definitely like what I see and want to give him some flowers. Yeah. Yeah, man. Tibbs. Tibbs has evolved. He he's taken little micro steps this whole season, um, kind of getting better. Uh and the 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 minutes distribution today was definitely a huge part of that. I agree wholeheartedly with Lee on um I, I like the way Tibbs kind of coached this game for sure. The first quarter when KP was going off from three, they switched. I don't even know why, even though I don't even think you should even think about going drop on KP from the first quarter. I don't get that decision at all, but at least he didn't wait until the second half to do it. Cause I feel like he usually Tibbs Tibbs usually waits till the second half to go. You know what? Let's try something different. <laughs> this time he's like, you know what? Let me make this adjustment in the first quarter, and he was able to do that. So I I definitely give him props for that. Um, the the decision to ride with Emmanuel quickly towards the end definitely benefited us for sure played a uh, extremely good defense there was a defeat defensive play when quickly was guarding kuzma on the island by himself and kuzma tried to post him and you know i'm a little guy he he, he kind of used his dribble against him to disrupt his rhythm and then brunson came over and he came and got a steal things like that quickly has been doing all season he has like the highest defensive rating on the knicks team yep. this season and things like that show you why he's so valuable even when he's not scoring and now he's scoring and hitting threes too and also he hits clutch baskets i've been begging for quickly to touch the ball a bit more when the game is on the line to make decisions game was tight in the fourth quarter the the the, the ball swings to quickly in the corner he takes a dribble and shoots a floater from the right side that's a hard angle to get the floater and hits a clutch basket so quickly uh another freaking great game who's ever since rj barrett has gone down his confidence quickly's confidence i mean has gone up and it's stayed up and it's now stuck and i'm I would love quickly to to keep playing these types of minutes and ending games. Twenty nine minutes for quickly more than R.J. Barrett tonight, actually. Yeah, six. What is it? Sixteen points, uh, three bounds and one assist. We had quickly. My, you already know I'm quick hive till I die. Resign that man, man, mm -hmm. quick for sure. Got to. Yeah. All right. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan says, y'all set it up. I'm good to go, man. I was actually only thing I only slight. This is only like a, a small bias because I want to see something. I want to see Quentin Grimes get a couple more shots. That's, he looked like, I don't know. I felt like Quentin Grimes had 27 points in the All-Star game. And I'm like, oh, he might be confident. He might be feeling himself. He might have his chest out. He shot two for four from from three today. One, one or two. This is really nitpicky. It does nothing. It has nothing to do with the cheating in China. Like it's just, I just wanted to see it personally. I wanted to see what happens when Quentin Grimes get a couple of more volume shots. But listen, Julius Randle was going for forty six today. So <laughs> what can you do? The man wasn't missing. Yeah, I, I do think that Rising Stars game, watching it, his teammates that were playing alongside him and Joakim Noah, they, they were calling a lot of strings and pin downs for him to get open, for him to actually have the ball in his hands and score. His Nets teammates don't do that type of action for him as much. They don't really like look for him to get into scoring opportunities unless it's a catch and shoot or a dribble handoff. So his teammates have to help him get open shots and put him in positions to in his sweet spots to get the good looks because he doesn't have the, the dribbling or the handles yet to put himself in that position on his own. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, and I also think the fact that, you know, the fact that he's in a starting lineup with Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, and R.J. Barrett. So I think at the same time, it's like, it's not just the fact that the Knicks don't run those type of actions for Grimes. It's also the fact that the Knicks are an ISO-heavy team, and then you have three then you have three players though, that have preference over Grimes as well. So him being the fourth option, you know, that's going to pretty much regulate him to, you know, you know, situations where, you know, he's just going to be on the perimeter and, you know, he is just catch and shoot most of the time yeah. because of the players that he plays with in the starting lineup. So I think that has a lot to do with it as well. But that but what he did show in the Rising Star game is that his bag is is more than what he shows when he's on the court with the Knicks. And you would yeah. hope that in the future that the Knicks would, you know, run those types of actions for Grimes so that he can get, you know, more involved in the game, you know, earlier and get a shot going so that, you know, he can knock in those types of shots later in the game. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, I agree. Like, I kind of see him and Obi in like a similar boat where it's like, you know, watching them, there's more to do. I have a lot more hope that we can see that from Grimes from year to year than Obi, uh, though. But I, I definitely agree with you. I, it just seems like if he gets more, if he, from watching his demeanor in the Riding Star games, I feel like if he if he gets a a play called for him, I think his confidence just is going to rise because he he had like a nice little confidence swagger that I haven't seen from him since last season when he came in and had what like a eight, he had like an eight three game last season I think right and and dropped like thirty something yeah. points. 27 i think yeah 27 was yeah 27 so like that is in him if we nurture that and kind of feature that sometimes i'm, I'm hoping next season we start to lean into that because that type of three-point shooting at that type of volume is something that we need and i think we can definitely utilize his skill set a lot more in the future all right all right, what did you guys think of the All Star Game anyway? <laughs> oh boy, I mean, uh, the All Star Game was terrible. I'll just leave it at that. The All Star Game right. was terrible. No type of defense. Dude's just doing whatever on the court. Dude's taking like half court shots. <laughs> it was just terrible, man. Like I enjoyed the weekend in general. Like you know, I definitely, I definitely enjoyed the celebrity game. I enjoyed the rookie game because they actually played defense in the rookie game. Yeah, rookie games. Yeah, I need to look at the, look at the rookies. <laughs> exactly. Um, I definitely liked um, you know, the three point shootout. The slam dunk contest was actually much better this year. So you have to give them, you know, Mac McClung had some yeah. nice dunks. Yeah. So I mean, I I did like you know like. The festivities on Friday and Saturday, but the game itself was just trash. Like, let's be real, it was trash. Yeah. Bro, pick for me on the night. Definitely, whoever's idea was it to interview Luka Doncic during the game as he was playing? Bruh. I don't know, man. You should be fired. I don't know. That was a horrible idea. <laughs> I that think was... they. I, they take it from the M from the MLB though, because that's what they do with baseball players. Because like I've watched a couple of, I don't know if they do it during the season, but they definitely do it during the preseason, where like you know they're like Mike, one of the baseball players, and he'll be on the field, and like they'll be talking to him as the game is going on. And I feel like the NBA is like, hey, you know the MLB does it, so let's bring it into the NBA. But it's two different sports though, because in baseball you have a lot of idle time, so it's like you that's know that's why I don't watch baseball. Yeah, baseball has a lot of idle time. Sometimes you're just standing there in the field and the ball doesn't and the ball doesn't even come to you. So I feel like in baseball you can actually get away with that. But in basketball, you're actually running up and down the court. So it's like I don't know how that works in basketball where you can actually interview a player as the game is going on. Yeah. I have a minor bra pick and a major bra pick. My minor bra pick is Jericho Sims' lack of personality. <laughs> if he would just if he would just cracked a smile, I think he could have had a momentum in the dunk contest even though he said did the same damn dunk twice and that cracked even open the paper while his hand was through the it's like bruh like you play with, with a bunch of dogs that have like great personalities like does that none of that rub off on you like the like, obi toppins your teammate like <laughs> i don't know man that was like my my, my minor bruh 
Major bro was the NBA having the All Star game in a bum city like Utah. Show up to the Rising Star game. The seats were empty, which oh, shows they have no idea about what's happening in the basketball world outside of their small podunk town with their small podunk bum team. Uh, yeah, I guess if I, the team isn't ninety nine percent white, Utah fans aren't going to watch. Also, a uh, major bum pick to Utah for yeah. celebrating another bum like Carl Malone, who's just like a horrible human being, raped a 12-year-old when he was oh in college. Oh, Pregnant, didn't have anything to do with the kid until like 28 years later. The kid's like an NFL player, and finally he reaches out, and Carl Malone's like, okay, I'll play dad for a little while. Oh, my Carl God. Being the other you know, Utah star, John Stockton, is like a right-wing, you know, maga-maniac uh, spreading oh missile. And every chance he gets, talking about he's not, he's not a laundry list of, of players that have died from the COVID vaccine. Can't name a single one when pressed. Utah is just a, a bum state with a bum city, bum fan base, and bum team. Bruh. So uh, that's my bruh pick. It's the entire state of Utah. <laughs> bruh, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Double curses to Utah. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to commentary. Oh, man. There's a lot to unpack there, and I don't even know if I want to unpack it. I think I'm gonna just leave it right there. By the you know, when you come back from vacation, and oh, that man. vacation wait, sits there. Wait, wait, boy, hold up though. Guess who? Guess where the All Star game is being held next year? Don't say Cleveland. Indianapolis. Hey, <laughs> Indianapolis knows ball. Indiana knows ball. I, I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's acceptable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you saw that's why Don listen, that's why Donovan Mitchell wanted to get the hell out of there. And what did he say? What was his reasoning? We all know what his reasoning was. Too white, too ignorant. Facts. Yeah. Hope we don't have any Utah fans watching KOT show. If we do, then we just lost all one of one of you guys. Right. I don't have any Utah fans. I don't have no sister wives either. Oh god. Oh, yo, damn, bro. <laughs> yo. <laughs> oh. Hey, yo, I'm just I'm speaking facts right now, man. It's a wild state, bro. Check your history. It's a wild state. Oh, man. I mean, Utah got some nice mountains. Beautiful. You scenic. been to mountains? You been there? The people? No, I'm just looking. I, I've never been to Utah. I'm just looking at it. I just saw pictures. That's all. I just look at the logo. You look at the Utah logo. Talk about the nice mountains, man. You, that's a drawing, dog. <laughs> you never been to Utah. You don't know what the hell you talk about. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah, that's my bro pick. <laughs> Went from Jericho Sims' personality to Carl Malone. Where else with the KLT show? Speaking <laughs> <laughs> of Jericho Sims, yeah, I was mad at that second dog. Cause I'm because I'm like, I'm this man hooks a whole like letter or something up on the net. I'm thinking he's about to do something spectacular, like grab like the letter off at the same time or something. My man just basically did a dog where he put his elbow to the rim and it takes off the letter, then he doesn't even open the letter properly. That shit's all it's all ripped and shit. And he <laughs> Trying to show the 50. You can't even see the 50 because the letters ripped. I'm like. I, I stayed quiet. I, I I knew it was going to go bad. Like, I knew Randall in the three-point contest was going to go bad. I knew Sims and Duncan. I didn't have to say anything. Blow, my, my phone was blowing up, bro. It was all my group chats roasting me, roasting <laughs> the Knicks. LOL, Knicks. You're a bum fan. Your team's a bunch of bums. I was like, oh, thank God for Quentin Grimes, man. Quentin Real. Grimes showed out. Oh, Alvarado stole our shine, man. That would have been a nice consolation prize to have Quentin Grimes win the MVP of the Rise of Stars. Yeah, I know, right? But I, I got to agree, man. You know, watching the Sims dunk contest kind of, it, it just feels like, you know when your homework is due tomorrow? You know when your homework is due? Not even tomorrow. You know when your homework is due in like five minutes and you haven't done it? So you just like, I got to do something. <laughs> like that's what I felt like with Jericho Sim. He's like, all right, I'm just gonna put both elbows in this time. And haha, it's like he put no thought into that whatsoever. Nah. <laughs> it, it is what it is. Oh, Mikey Uno, we have Mikey Uno is back and he wants to talk about the All-Star weekend. 
Maybe he's trying to defend Randall once again. Who knows? <laughs> Mikey, who knows? Yo, yo. What's yo, going what's on? Good, what's good? I'm back. I'm back. Listen. Yo, all right. You guys were talking about the All-Star Weekend, right? I watched it all. And and um, I don't know this guy very well, but Josh, I think it's Josh Giddy. I could be wrong, but it's something Giddy, right? You said Josh Giddy from the OKC? Yeah, he had the mic on in the rookie game. And while he was playing with the mic on, headset and all, talking to everyone, he was doing his thing, getting assists and everything, bro. So (laughs) I don't know know why Luca couldn't do the same. That's why I called right back in. I called in immediately because Mm. I noticed that difference. This rookie could do it. He could play with the mic on talking to, you know, whoever he was talking to. But why couldn't Luca, who we, we, we all think Luca's special. He is special. But why was this rookie able to do it and Luca, Luca looked like he was being distracted? That's an interesting thing. And honestly, I would love to see more NBA players mic'd up during games that would be dope i I thought it was dope like i saw this young rookie doing his thing with the mic on and everything bro i thought that was amazing like i thought this is this is this is new for television Uh. this is new for sports (laughs) so when i saw luca couldn't handle that it 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 was just interesting and so i had to call in and, and and just give my opinion on that and I'm out. I love you guys. Peace. Peace. Even though I disagree with you feverishly, I disagree with that. (laughs) I love you still. I love you still, Mike, but nah, you can't do that. You can't do that ever again. What you say? No, I'll say this though. Like, I think it depends on the player, I think, because like, for example, say, for example, you were going to like Mike Colby, for example, rest in peace, Colby. I don't think Kobe would be would be go for it. I, I don't think Kobe would go for it because Kobe is like when he's in the game, he's strictly focused on the game. So you can't put a Michael like say Kobe for example, and in an actual game situation and expect him to really you know communicate with like people asking him questions and stuff as the game is going on. But maybe for other players, you know, they have that type of you know. Cause like some people like multi, some people can multitask and some people can't. You know what yeah. I mean? So Kitty's just good at like multitasking. Where it's like, okay, you can like, he can you know answer questions as he's like playing on the court. While other players, it's like this this strict focus is on the court and what's going on in front of them, as opposed to you know them trying to concentrate on what's going on in the game and at the same time talking to like announcers or whoever else is like talking in the air. I th- I think Alvarado and Giddy were both focused on winning too. That 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 was a bit separation like. That rookie sophomore game had more states and more clout yeah. than the all-star game with the, the superstar players. Luca only cares about winning. Like he has no time for the theatrics and the BS. And he was disengaged in the all-star game. He wasn't focused on an MVP, didn't care about the layup lane, didn't care about alley-oop dunks. He, he was like, I'm here. I'm doing my, my, my job. I'll go home. And then I'm going to try to win games to keep us in a playoff spot. Where I think Giddy... And Alvarado, they're youngsters. They hadn't really been in that position before. And those games are always competitive, the rookie sophomore ones. They were trying to win. Yeah. So I think that's why you see the difference in effort from Luca compared to Giddy and Alvarado is that one game mattered to the players and the other one didn't. Yeah, I think there's more to gain from those rookies. The rookies and the sophomores, there's more notoriety. Like if you show out in the all-star game as a rookie and a sophomore, they was like, they were like, wait, who's this guy? Wait, who? Yep. It's like it kind of raises your cachet. Like these other guys, they're all stars. They done made it already. So it, it's it's a different it's a it's a different uh thought process. There's not there's not that much to gain really. Agreed. After they got in the all star game, so True. it's just like I got the recognition and and keep it moving. Also, to Ryan's point, I think certain players. I I feel like those savant passers. Cause I I I kind of put Giddy, kind of in that category of those guys who just see the game and can make crazy passes on the drop of the dime. He's a passer. He's like I feel like guys like that can probably 
might be more uh capable of doing a full-on interview and actually making basketball plays that's just my uh hypothesis anyway i could be completely wrong but eh. well salute to the chat um First game back, I kind of feel like it's my first time after All-Star game, trying to get the, the flow back into it. That kind of felt like it. <laughs> but good show, guys. We got another one tomorrow. It's important to win these games because, look, we're still in sixth place. And even there's a guys in seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. They're not that far behind us. So a big winning streak or a losing streak can swing things either way. Um, but I still can pull it off. Next game we have, though, was against the Pelicans. Pelicans is not going to be an easy team, really. I mean, they don't have really have Zion right now, but I'm still not sleeping on the Pelicans. Um, and then right after that is the Celtics. The Celtics are going to be pissed because we already smacked them around um, the game before. They're going to want to get their leg back. That's just what teams of that caliber do. So, we have to be prepared to play the Celtics on Monday for sure. Then we have the Nets this is a huge game. And then right after that is the Heat, which is another huge game because those two guys are within the game, uh, a game and a half of us in the standings and then the Celtics again. So like these next one, two, three, four, five games in particular are like really important. Cause they yeah. what one game one win can count like a full game, you know, against the the Nets and the Heat coming up. All right, so but we'll be back tomorrow. At least I'll be back. I'm not sure what you uh you guys schedule this. I'll be back talking Knicks versus Pelicans tomorrow. Seven thirty game. Seven thirty game. All right, but good show, guys. Good show. Good seeing you guys again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Lee, Lee, let me know where I can find you, sir. Man, I've been I've been on one on Twitter, man. I, I'm so glad y'all introduced me to the Twitter world, bro. It just <laughs> I've actually been getting along better with with people in my life thanks to Twitter because I just go in on bums all day, <laughs> and they go in on me. I'm going back and forth, hardcore, nonstop. Twitter Spaces, Threads groups dms <laughs> it's not it's so much fun man uh, it's just it's making me a, a more joyful and like passion filled person in real life because i did get all my teens out uh, debating these bums uh on twitter so i appreciate that at underscore lee escobito find me there uh, i've been writing a lot lately man i've been like sharing out a story a day actually just about the nba and where things are headed and um who's a contender who deserves the mid-season awards been trying to stay busy uh, got some great opportunities on the pipeline. I'll be announcing soon. So, uh, yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate the support. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, man. <laughs> Lee's in the spaces now. Oh, my gosh. I might need the audio of Lee in spaces. <laughs> <laughs> so, yo, if anybody anybody has any audio of Lee in spaces, please send that to me. Please. I haven't spoken up yet. Okay. You I'm haven't spoken. Okay. Okay. You just been checking. And then I'll follow up after. I'm, I'm listening right now. I'm trying to figure out who's the weak link. Like, who do I want to go after? I got a few names on my list right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Lee got a hit list. I got a hit list. Yeah, that hit list. I already know who Lee all Lee's it. Every All Tom Thibodeau supporters are on the hit list for sure. I know Damn, that's I, where you're starting. No doubt. That's where you started. No you might go after Randall haters now. You might. Before it might have flip flopped from the, the beginning of the season. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You might go out the rental heaters. Now. Huh? You might be on something. You, 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 huh? I, I just I, I don't like people with miserable takes. Like we're winning, why be miserable? You know, like yeah. the Josh Hart trade, why be miserable about that pick that we traded? Right. Why complain about Cam Reddish? Like we are on we're okay. on pace. Cam Hive. That's another person you're going at. Oh, 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 this is gonna be an onslaught. This is gonna be a <laughs> Of course, Cam Hive. Of course. Oh, I, yeah. I, Lee's going I, in I on the Cam Hive. Those are probably his top three. Yeah, that's probably the top three hit list for Lee. No, honestly, because you still have Knicks fans on Twitter. Like, every game Cam plays, they're like, hey, Cam scored 18 points. Hey, Cam scored 14 points. I'm like, yeah, take your ass to Poland then. What the hell's wrong with you? Take your ass to Poland then. Sure. <laughs> 
Kim Walter two I'm happy today. <laughs> I, I'm happy for the kid. I wish he would have worked out here. I think we handled him terribly. That's that's a huge L. That's a on fact. The organization, I, it is, and I'm rooting for him to be do well in Portland. But I rather, me personally, I rather have Josh Hart. That's just me. Yeah, Josh All Hart. I'm, I'm for sure. I'm for sure. Rather have Josh Hart. Oh man, I just need. To, I need. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get. A, I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull a KD. <laughs> I'm gonna pull a KD. I'm gonna get like a burner. And I'm gonna Let's just go. sit on spaces that Lear in. <laughs> I've actually met some fun man. State runs New York. People have been in my DMs for me to meet State. They're like, bro, you, you need to talk to State. Like, y- y'all have y'all have the same taste. It was the same way with uh, Ari from Manhattan. And you know what? I, I met these guys organically now. I'm actually growing a little community of homies online on Twitter. That I, I appreciate their tastes. I don't like all of them, right. but I like them as people. And I like the I like the way they approach debate. It's it's, it's just a fun arena to have great conversations in. Right, yeah, I, I, like, I heard you. I like state. You're a wild boy, but I like state. State is, state, state is definitely like wild, but state will definitely go after you for surely. Yeah, that y'all are definitely going to clash. Yeah, we, we haven't gotten into it too hard. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, so yeah. For, for RJ, any anything if you say anything about RJ. If you say anything, you know, it's gonna be <laughs> shout out to State, man. <laughs> oh man, oh man, oh uh, yeah. Next Twitter is 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 an interesting interesting place. Uh, yeah. Ryan G, let him know where he can find you, sir. Or you can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I N. You also find me at Sergi's Corner. You also find me at Twitter at Ryan G K O T. And bro, goes to the Nets and the Heat for getting smacked tonight and getting next one game closer to that fifth seed. Let's go! Yeah, bro. <laughs> we always we we always pray for the downfall of the Nets. All right. Yep. <laughs> All right, man. You already know the deal. You can follow us at the K. Hold on. Let me get to the little screen. Follow us on the KOT show on Twitter, the Nick Time show on Instagram, and Nick Time show on Facebook. Also, listen on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, everywhere you listen to podcasts, listen to the KOT show. Also, get those snapbacks, black and white, blue and orange, at the Nick Time show.com slash catalog. Get your snapbacks there. All right. Cool. Also, shout out once again to FUBU TV. If you want to get that FUBU TV for free for seven days on MSG, go to FUBUTV.com slash KOT. And you know what? You get that cat, you get cable, and you can cut it off whenever you want to, and you'll help us out. So shout out to FUBU TV. All right. That is our show. Talked enough. Thank you guys for watching. Hope you like and subscribe. All right. And as yeah, that's our show. And you already know the deal at the end of the go, at the end of the show, as always. Shout out the worldwide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here in these Knicks YouTube streets. That is our show. We out this mug. Peace. York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. In, 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 in,